0: On this episode, we discuss the movie set on the sexiest holiday, Labor Day. to the Flophouse. I'm Dan McCoy.
1: I'm Stuart Wellington. <laughs> and interested in Stuart Wellington's new way of
2: talking, I'm Elliot Kalin. Should I not just keep doing that? Or? I, hey, it's up to you. It's a free country. I mean, you should I not... I not keep doing that? No, I actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Started as Fred Schneider and then it became just kind of like, I don't know, a fat guy in an 80s comedy. Well, I don't know what's happening here. Well, you kids better stop it before I call the
0: police. There's a little Jimmy Stewart prim- We'll shut down this bikini party uh, Old oh, man Jimmy Stewart hates bikini car washes Imagine if Jimmy
2: Stewart's career Had really gone downhill And he ended to do <laughs> bikini movies well, well what is that That girl over here, over there Is quite a beautiful piece of tail Bobby why don't you ask her
0: oh, this, this was advertised as a bikini car wash They're taking their tops off <laughs>
2: I'm not paying for that This is a service I did not ask for well, well I, I got a letter from the bank saying I have to lose my bikini store. <laughs> I can't pay the mortgage. Yeah. I have to
0: put on some kind of strip show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my uncle left the bikinis, uh, so they lost them somewhere. Sorry, anyway. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm trying to do a It's a Wonderful Life thing. Oh, I see. Uncle right. Bill,
2: Where are I the know. bikinis, old man? One of us is going to jail. It's not going to be me. J-
1: Jimmy Stewart's one of those accents that... For me, that that always comes out when I try and do Sean Connery for too long. <laughs> I found the cure for cancer, but I lost it. <laughs> um.
0: So, so what do we do is, on this
2: podcast aside from bad impressions? <laughs> this, is our
0: uh, this is a rich little podcast. This <laughs> is a little where we talk. Now, this is a podcast where we talk about bad movies that we just watched. In this case, <laughs> the bad movie in <laughs> question, yeah, was a little number. That? Called Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor rated Day. Actually, I
2: think
1: it was probably rated PG. Probably Named what? after PG-13, the day maybe? every I mean, year where America gives up all labor for 24 hours. <laughs> or has a baby. <laughs> Wait,
0: what? Really, it should be called No Labor Day. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that joke that I've seen every day since Labor Day was invented. Wait, Really? Day? You've been around every lie. day since Labor Day? Yeah. Why
2: were they making Labor Day jokes every day? It's not topical. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing the, your Christmas <laughs> well, material <yeah.
1: laughs> a yeah. calendar, man.
0: <laughs> Well, for the first two years... After Labor, Labor Day was invented, it was the talk of the town. I it was see. on the tip of everyone's tongue, and then after Stop that, they just become, become the <laughs> <laughs> the tip of the tongue. Labor talk of the town. <laughs> so <coughs> this movie so, could have been rated R, though, for hardcore pi-ery <laughs> yeah,
2: Now, yeah, there are a bunch of pie romaniacs in this, mm-hmm. as in romantic pie makers. Yeah. Uh, now. And Labor Day is that some one of these Gary Marshall like holiday comedies like New Year's Eve or uh, Valentine's Day or Arbor Day or mm-hmm. uh, Cinco de Mayo Day no. or Day of the Dead Day or Armistice Day? It is Boxing in fact Day. Boxing Day. The movie starring <laughs> Liam Neeson I and Bill Nye the uh, Science Guy. <laughs> <I> Nye. <mean, laughs> I would love to see a a movie that is a comedy where the idea is that like some filmmakers in a small English town made a made their uh, their version of a Gary Marshall multi para character holiday movie, but it's Boxing Day. And it's just whoever they, the... The meta-ness of the movie is the story is that they just rounded up whoever they could from around the town. So it's like the green grocer and the alewife falling in love with each other and a chimney sweep and I don't know. Chemist, like, the news
0: agent. The, the news agent, did you say? <laughs> yep. The news agent, agent of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Shield. <laughs> see, when you said I would like to see the Boxing Day comedy, I was thinking... It would be a couple of washed-up boxers are like, they see... Yeah, there match. They're like, oh, Boxing Day. That's something that's observed in Canada. Clearly we need to go up there because that's where we're going to be stars again. And they discover it's just a, a day when the servants got to open their presents. It's just the day that they celebrate Boxing Helena. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Canada and the UK is his favorite movie.
0: Everyone dresses up as a torso. <laughs> With no legs and arms. And they play living in a box all day long. <laughs> <laughs> so Labor Day, it's a comedy, right? Uh, No, this is Jason Reitman is trying to Funny break out. Funny Jason Reitman. I don't More like Jason
2: Longman.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> wow, you Boom. Singed
2: him. Boom, he's not getting up soon from that. Because um. I also punched him. <laughs> wow. Not really. Anyway, what is jail. this? So this was Jason Reitman's attempt at making an adult drama.
0: Yeah, we know him usually from such uh, sort of... More cynical comedies Drugs. as your Thank You for Smoking, your Juno, you're up in the air, Why are those young my? adult.
2: Why are those <laughs> my Juno? My you own there. the rights. I'm, you are um, very rich. <laughs> no. I don't realize, so apparently <laughs> I buy the, the rights to movies <laughs> don't that disappoint for those me. Movies. Yeah.
0: But you figure... Every
2: time I see a movie I don't particularly like, I go, let me, I must buy it, I must own it, and add it to my movie menagerie. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs>
1: Because if you read the world of all the imperfect movies, only perfect movies will be Only left.
2: perfect movies, like Citizen Kane and Phantasm Four Oblivion. <laughs> I don't live in that world.
0: Uh, <laughs>
2: you don't, it's terrible. <laughs> Two Phantasm, movies. Is least, is least, oh, the world, I thought you meant the world of Phantasm IV, where it's, there's only four people and they're all in a desert all the time because there's no money.
0: Yeah, a lot of tuning forks, though. A lot exactly. of tuning forks And a lot of babes,
1: but instead of breasts, they have... Uh, killer Spears. Yeah,
2: and Reggie Bannister is
0: showing his age.
1: Yeah. Whoa,
0: whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, dude. <laughs> the, the guy who was already, like, balding and paunchy in the first movie. The most unlikely <laughs> the action gonna, hero. That's what I
2: like about him. Is yeah, that, it's so great. Is that in that movie, it's about a kid and his hunky older brother and their friend the Ice Cream Man. And over the course <laughs> of the movies, the Ice Cream Man becomes the, the hero. <laughs> and is involved in all the action scenes. <laughs> enough about Oblivion. We didn't watch Oblivion today. We watched uh, Oblivion. We Fantastic Movies. We watched Labor Day. Now, Dan, so this was Jason Reitman's attempt to make a serious drama. He's breaking out. And let's give him ambition for breaking out of the box. He could have made unfunny comedies for a while. And instead he decided to make an unfunny, boring drama.
0: And I want to, you know, a little moment behind, a peek behind the curtain. We actually watched uh, Labor Day. Jane Curtain. Jane,
2: can you move over a little bit? Thanks. <laughs> okay.
0: Now we can see the fact that we actually watched Labor Day on a an uh, a screener, an award screener that was sent because uh, Elliot and I, both being in the yeah, industry. Really in the we're awesome both in the
2: Writers get, Guild, so we, yeah. we get the Writers Guild awards. Yeah, we you're get uh,
0: yeah. But so this was a movie that they thought had in real insider in potential. <laughs> this was a movie. This well, it won it.
2: One K wins the Golden Globe.
0: Well, you know. Yeah. You know, for, as a comedy?
2: You get it. <laughs> no, for drama. Okay. Yeah, for comedy and musical. But so this is the unlikely tale of a of a woman who finds love in the unlikeliest place. Flash with forward Josh. In <laughs> <laughs> with not flash forward. The movie is set in nineteen eighty seven, although much of the movie feels like it could have taken place in the fifties, sixties, the forties. What I'm saying, yes, what I'm saying, is unless the kid is reading a comic book or a magazine, yeah, they do it, or you see a movie poster in his bedroom wall, they do a not very good job what of a movie marquee? having a sense of time.
0: Yeah, this could yeah. have been Steven Soderbergh's King of the Hill for all <laughs> that we know.
2: It's true. It would have been Mike Judge's King of the Hill for all we know. Yeah, sure, but with Boomhauer showing up. Mm-hmm. No, but you're right. This good it feels this feels very depression-y, yeah. and not just because I was depressed watching it, but like, but then like the character will take so his mom to everybody... go see Daryl in the theater. Well, part
0: of it, I guess, is just that the very premise of the movie, which I guess we should state, which is a uh, a convict ex- escapes and finds refuse, let's, refuge. Let's start in from the house and <laughs> Let's start. The... No, but my point is like this: like convict escaping and staying in the house and finding romance. Like that feels mm-hmm. like. Uh, a noir, like, setup, sort of? Uh, or, yeah, like, it or feels romance. Like
2: it's, it feels old. From feels the past. Old yeah. Past. yeah. From, well, this is the past, Dan. It's 1987. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: Almost 30 years ago. You feel oh, old don't, right now. I do feel very old. Yeah. Press. Back
1: back on Cracked Magazine <laughs> People <existed>. are
0: People <laughs> are still listening to Duran Duran, right, guys? That's still
1: hip. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they were listening to in this movie. Huh? <laughs> no. This is like was... fucking Stephen King,
0: 1987. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the
2: thing. This is a 1987 movie in which you hear no current music from that time,
0: which is a little weird, even when they're in yeah. stores and cars. And if the movies have taught me anything, in the 80s, people were constantly walking around solving Rubik's Cubes, and I didn't see any Rubik's <laughs> Cubes no. in this movie.
2: It's like how it's uh, in X-Men, Days of Future Past, <laughs> it's the 70s, and you know that because when Wolverine walks outside, everyone's dressed like a pimp. Everyone. <laughs> so you got to 80s up the clothes a little bit. So anyway, actually, and that's actually something that I think normally would be a strength in this movie, which is that... They don't 80s it out. Yeah. It's not like everyone's dressed like our stereotyped idea of the 80s and listening to, like, you know, uh, the vangals and stuff. Uh, yeah, or watching Flashdance. But at the same time, they go too far in the other direction. You're like, when is this? Where? it's Maybe they're going for, like, a classic look. Yeah. But anyway. Timeless. It's, but it makes it a little bit difficult
1: because there's a lot of flashbacks in this movie, and you're like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, it's is difficult. This ano- is this happening in another town? Over? That's
2: a good point. There's flashbacks to the stuff that's happening in the late 60s, early 70s, and you don't know that it's different. You think these, yeah, that it could be just cutting through space rather than time. Sure. <laughs> now, let's fly time on the movie. It's 1987, and uh, there's a woman, Adele, played by Kate Winslet, who is a single mom, and she is basically a shut-in. And she lives with her 13-year-old son, Henry, and she doesn't Clark get out much. Sir, her their, The dad left the family for his secretary. Uh, and so now <laughs> it's just Henry. Your dad and played by Clark Gregg. Clark Gregg best known as ancient, Agent Coulson. Agent
0: Coulson. Agent <laughs> Coulson. Ancient the Coulson. rhyme of the ancient <laughs> Coulson. I
2: shot, a, I shot an albatross shot and hung it around my neck. That albatross' name was Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The 13 yep. episodes was I was cursed to appear to be this, on ABC. <laughs> in this boring show. To be of the, of the, the best ancient. thing. <laughs> Clark Gregg, in the Rhyme of the Ancient Colson*. <laughs> there we stood. We are the, A show moving without any motion, like our, a painted ship on a painted ocean. Our hubris was our
1: downfall.
2: <laughs> in thinking anyone would watch any crap with Marvel's <laughs> name slapped on it. Anyway, so... Uh, we love you, Clark Gregg. I like him a lot, sure. yeah. The point is, they're having trouble, and the sun is trying to, like make his mom happy and he does this by in the early movie he makes a booklet that says husband for the day and it's coupons for like a back rub and he'll do the dishes and take her to a movie but it's really
0: creepy yeah and it's like I mean the very name of it husband for the day sounds like a porn
2: yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) the nicest porn yeah
0: (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am.
2: Might I be your husband <laughs> My for dad today? Might I
1: come up with all your garbage for a day.
2: today? We'll, well, no, I mean, it's like,
0: it was the name of, like, a Tijuana Bible or something.
2: Of, of <laughs> what? Who are the famous characters who are
0: in it? And John Dillinger. John okay. Dillinger was the husband was gonna for today. I to Dagwood and Blondie It was like to be Popeye. Marlena really, Dietrich really, dresses up like a man and has, like, has sex really, with Greta Garbo or something. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's it's, uh, it, it's, the... it's Barney Google and Ingrid Bergman <laughs>
2: Well, finally, <laughs> it's one of those Cielo and finals. Yeah, where
0: where uh, it was a mashup.
2: Da- where Dagwood and Cary Grant <laughs> double team olive oil. <laughs> and, and it was made, and now it, it rests in the collection of I'm some like... creepy, some creepy <laughs> overweight guy. By the way. <laughs> Who bought it in an estate sale from pervert? It's, it's canonical, right? Yeah, it's all canon. It's all Harry Grant canon.
0: You really have to. Think. I, I like to think, and you, you have to know this is oh true. Why I'm
1: blue something. There are people. There are oh, people you'll give it up for a movie star and a and a guy who eats big sandwiches, but not for me.
2: Yeah, that's that's Popeye was upset.
0: Yeah, you got to think. Of course, is doing it with Nancy. So. Sure.
2: You know, like, uh, there
0: are people listening to this podcast who have never heard of what a Ti Bible is before. They don't know. They're so baffled, and then they Google it, <laughs> and, and they it go, and go "So horrified." Anyway, I mean, horrified. charming. It's to a see all these horrifying. all these
2: '30s and '40s comic strip characters doing it, <laughs> yeah. like that big Wally Wood drawing, while the Disney characters are having sex with each other. But yeah. anyway, so classic stuff. Look it up. So. Uh, so he may, he's her husband for the day they go see Daryl on a date
1: <laughs> we in the far into the movie uh,
2: but he's he he's said, not much and plot we'll get through it it's being narrated by a uh, grown up son as and to- Toby
1: McGuire is doing the voice of the grown up son narrating which is as we've said before a bad sign for a movie when you have somebody like telling you the story about what their mother taught them as a child
2: yeah now one day they're in a store and the son and uh, Henry is confronted by a man with a bloody shirt played by Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. And he says, hey, can you help me? I need a ride. Your mom will give me a ride in the car, right? And he is, it's weird. It's, the movie is going, I guess, for like there's some an air of something dangerous about him. But instead he just comes off as like a really irritating house guest who won't leave. Like he demands a ride home from them then he has to stay in their house for a couple hours then till nightfall then he stays for a couple days What's it's a- more like it's more <laughs> like a guy they keep doing
1: favors for right. than like a scary criminal and in the early scenes there's a lot of bass in the soundtrack so you know there's something suspicious the right. music is carrying a heavy load in this movie because there's a lot of
2: slow nothing and a lot of characters just kind of looking at each other and not doing much. Staring up at the sky to where the baseball went.
0: Yeah. Well, that first <laughs> so, scene, too.
2: The music really is is doing a lot of the work.
0: Roland doesn't, like, ever say explicitly, like, what the situation... He's not making, like, explicit threats or anything. Like, it's all... Fr- like, like he's talking in code the whole time. Yeah, which is... And the soundtrack is telling us what's happening. Well, I mean, it's subtle. And it w- wouldn't be bad if, like, the
2: danger be- unfolded. Like, mm-hmm. they didn't realize how deep they were getting until it was too late. But instead, the music treats it like fucking Abel Magwitch just jumped <laughs> at Pip in a graveyard yeah. night and demanded demanded a saw and some victuals, <laughs> or he'd strangle him. And also, it seems and yet, very- and yet, some great expectations will come from oh, that moment. What larks!
0: But uh, <laughs> it seems like. It, it seems like Kate Winslet, though, can hear the soundtrack because she is reacting. She's like, that music you're... is scary. <laughs> yeah. This is a
2: bad dude. Yeah. He should be in the video game Bad Dudes, saving <laughs> sure. the president. And not putting his hand on the back of my son's neck. Now, is know? that the first time a person has ever made reference to Great Expectations and then Bad Dudes <laughs> right afterwards? Maybe. I mean, call Guinness. <laughs> yeah, look at the okay, archives. So let's do this for most of that reference. Yeah. But yeah, so... Uh, he goes home and he's he escaped from... It turns out he's a convict who escaped from jail by jumping out of a window. He was hurt somehow and he's limping. he pre- he's got blood on his side. Yeah, he
0: pretended he had uh, appendicitis to get out of the jail yeah. into the hospital.
2: And uh, they he stays there for a while and to make a long story short... He and Kate Winslet almost immediately begin falling in love. Start boning down. And <laughs> this their love, their romance, their wooing begins when he compliments their home, then ties her up so that she can but sell lace that, that she was tied up gently and then feeds her some Such chili s- that he made. <laughs> He makes her some chili and ties her, and then teaches her and her son how to make pies. Yeah,
0: well, he is a a master chef.
2: (laughs) This is the master. There's literally a scene where he she picks up a piece of food he made, and then her eyes go open as if you know she's just seen God through his food. She's tasted God. Um, That food is like,
0: or that food is like, like stimulating her glitter. Wow!
2: (laughs) Wow! Is this deep throat? Is it in her esophagus?
0: I, I like there was no way of not going gross. I realized halfway through my thoughts, so yeah. I just went for it. No, but
2: it's true. Sure. Every, it's like the the he goes from scary to turning her on almost instantly. Yeah, and there's a so yep. and this movie seesaws it's back like and crash. forth. <laughs> yeah, the movie seesaws back and forth between trying to make us tense and trying to show us passion. So there's a scene where J.K. Simmons as the neighbor who has too many peaches shows up with a basket. so
1: sexy this J.K. Simmons. He shows up.
2: He shows up with a basket of peaches and. Uh, Josh Brolin doesn't want anyone to know that he's there, so he like threat. He while the son is talking to J.K. Simmons, he has Kate Winslet in like an arm lock, you know, in case he has to use her as a hostage if something happens. And it, we're supposed to be it's supposed to be tense, but then immediately she's like. We'll never eat all these peaches mm-hmm. in time. And he goes, "I've got an idea." And then there's what a forty-minute sequence where he shows them how to make a
0: peach pie. I mean, it's the most ridiculous. I mean, like first, like J.K. Simmons shows up and he's like, you know, like I've got a basket of ripe vagina metaphors, and like then they're just like all like sticking their like hands into like these moist and peaches supposed, and like the, massaging around. It's supposed to be like, a, like a like water for
2: chocolate, eat, drink, manly yeah. type or sex like and a, blue like thing. Or like a Maria Pasta commercial. <laughs> yeah. Except the sun is there. Also, the sticking his also, hands also yeah. these
0: peaches. And like it's like, getting up in those pieces
2: Like,
1: fucking, eat to my mom
2: As if it wasn't already incesty enough that he was her husband for a day. Yeah. The, uh... So, it's... Anyway, things... They've yeah. become. 15 minutes later, what's the, the pie's baked? And meanwhile, they're having these... They're these cut... These, like, very quick flashbacks, like the pawnbroker or something like that, where you just see images, and you slowly pick up that Josh Brolin was a soldier who came back from the war and had a baby with his wife, but things didn't work out with his wife. And eventually you learn that she was having an affair and she revealed to him the baby wasn't his. And he got mad and shoved her, and of course she hit her head on the radiator on the way down and died. And then he ran upstairs and found that his wife had left the bathtub running and their baby drowned. So, I mean, a pretty uplifting tale, right? Yeah. In the middle of this romance passion story. I mean,
1: it, it feels a little bit like... It's like a Greek wrote, tragedy. That, that they wrote this story. They're like, okay, so he's going to be a murderer... How can we make him a murderer, but like still kind of a good guy? Well, it's like Con
2: Air, where Nicolas Cage goes to jail for defending his pregnant wife. Yeah, in both yeah. cases,
1: we have like a convict Jesus character, basically. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, Jesus was a convict. Oh, yeah. Except he got the
0: death penalty. <laughs> but then he rose. I Three days later, I some No, That's Elliot, not something I agree You I'm lost, you lost you over me to my side. You lost
2: me on that part. <laughs>
0: With the dark, dark side? Fine. <laughs> it's fine if you want to burn in hell, but uh, if you want to. You know, accept the truth of God's love. I don't believe love.
2: in it. God loves me so much, he's going to throw me to hell. <laughs> he's going to drag me to hell, if he's you will. Snap mm-hmm. his wrist
1: and throw you down to hell. Because that's, that's Josh, a reference <laughs> to the movie where we watched, <laughs> because, where he taught uh, the, where Josh Brolin teaches a little kid. Of because here's role. the thing:
2: Kate Winslet doesn't just fall in love with Josh Brolin for his pie making prowess and his sexy goatee. Pie-making Prowess. He is literally the best husband ever. This, yeah. this convict who's been there for a day. He fixes <laughs> there. Day
0: two, he starts just doing chores. He's
2: like. He fixes their rock wall. He counts all their wood, firewood, and tells them they're being shortchanged by the firewood guy. He fixes their car. He teaches Henry how to throw a baseball. He cleans out the gutters. He does. It's like he waxes the floors. He waxes nostalgic for a time <laughs> that never really existed. They they, they start and uh, a friend of theirs it's it comes over and forces them to babysit her uh, disabled yeah. son. And you he may remember
0: her. her from Science of the Lambs yeah. as a Great Big Fat. Girl,
1: well, she <laughs> was supposed to rub lotion on her skin yeah. so she didn't get. That She's in other skin.
0: movies too. Yeah, no, but that's her main thing. <laughs> that's
2: her famous <laughs> role as Lotion Girl, <laughs> as girl who was almost but not made into a dress. Yeah, but uh, the, but even like in like spoilers, the line. convict even loves this kid, teaches him how to play baseball.
1: Really, this this convict yeah, is like the sweetest
2: they, of sweethearts. They wheel
1: this kid in, and you're like, I think the movie music tries to make you feel like. Josh Brolin's totally just going to snap this kid's neck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. Every scene, it's supposed to be super tense, like he's dangerous, until he makes someone a meal or teaches them how to do something that cleans their house. He's going to snap this
1: kid's neck, and then we're like, whoa, is he going to sleep with this kid? (laughs) And then so it's like, but we we can't keep falling for the trap
2: that this movie thinks we're going to fall for where it's like, uh uh-oh, is he finally going to snap this time? Oh, no, he made them s'mores. Like, oh, maybe he's going to strangle the whole family and burn the house down. No, he's reading them a bedtime story. Yeah. Okay, this time. This time he's going to go on a kill spree and and murder 40 people and have sex with their bodies. I'm glad they
1: didn't make s'mores, by the way, because that would have been a little too It's
2: Like, oh, no, he's setting up an animal shelter. (laughs) A hotel for dogs. (laughs) Um, Okay, now, seriously, he's going to rob a bank, but it's going to go bad. He's going to have to shoot a pregnant lady. Oh, no, wait, he's putting together a parcel of canned food for the homeless in Guatemala.
0: (laughs) But the thing about, like, can we talk just a moment about this kid that they babysit, like, this disabled kid. It's just a very also off-putting scene because they turn this kid's disability into, like, a suspense thing. Because he sees that when his mom comes to pick him up, the TV
2: is on, and they're constantly broadcasting that this convict is on the loose. They show a picture of him, and the kid's like. The oh. town was
1: on fire, with not it? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and the disabled kid starts him, trying to say the name of the. Uh, trying to point out to his mother that Frank, this man that he's met, who is mm-hmm. hiding right now, is the criminalist who's, Frank, Frank, Frank. And she says, Stop it, stop. And then. Like, Does she punch him? She slaps him. She slaps him she's really like, hard. We we'll watch
0: television, when we go home, and then she's like, Shut up. And so it's this little
2: glimpse of, like, this horrible situation. Yeah. Where this abusive mom is hit is just routinely hitting her disabled child, and then they mostly leave the movie. Yeah. But it was like, oh, okay. So the movie, the movie was worried we weren't depressed enough. Yeah, let's add a little let's bit more. Let's literally wheel yet.
0: in someone to is depress there, you more. Is there a
2: way we could have Lars von Trier guest direct this scene? <laughs> so the. <laughs> anyway,
1: one thing turns to another. His and... soul is
0: escaping his body. Yeah, right? exactly.
1: I was just thinking that I think it's a little in a little bit of bad taste that they named uh, Josh Brolin's character Frank when he kind of looks like Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> <laughs> he does a little
2: bit, I guess, but... Like a a cool, sexy... Yeah, like, I don't know how
1: they made I, Frankenstein, and weren't like Josh Brolin. Are you free? Because you totally still look like... Like Frankenstein. Jay Brolls, come
0: on. (laughs) Jay Brolls. Let's make this happen.
1: I know you're working on Jonah Hex, too. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, uh... Hexier. Hat-headed hand-herders, part
2: two. More hats, fewer hands.
0: Man. He's a good actor who's appeared in some bad things.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad movies being made, and Josh Brolin is on their speed dial. (laughs) He's a working actor, you know? Sure. It's true. Would you rather he be starving for his artistic principles, Dan?
0: Yeah, you're right. I'm the real monster. (laughs) You know, you are. Not Frankenstein's monster. (laughs) Me.
2: No, you are. I mean, the fact that you're a wolfman is part of it.
0: (laughs) Like, I'm just a little hairy. Ever since you were
2: bitten by Wolfman Jack, the DJ. (laughs)
0: Sure.
2: Anyway uh one thing turns to another and adele and frank kate wins i mean i
1: think it's literally only one thing not very much stuff happens it's true this is a
2: two-hour movie where there's maybe enough material for like a 15 minute student short but uh they fall in love and they decide they're going to run away to canada where i guess he's going to get i think they may have misunderstood how (laughs) to avoid the convict draft (laughs) they can't draft me to jail if i'm in canada (laughs) uh
0: and We've got no extradition with Canada. I
2: don't think that's I think that's we actually true. do. It's our, probably... They'll never catch us. <laughs> we can only get through the border patrols. Actually, the longest unguarded border in the world. But the uh, <laughs> So, uh... Hold on. Keep going. Okay. I have to on. So, but meanwhile, at the same time, Henry starts going out with a girl. And it's the kind of girl that you see in the movies where she's... I guess, manipulative, and too, too, is wise beyond her years, and by wise I mean cynical and manipulative. And she basically exists to sow the seeds of doubt in Henry's mind that this Frank character has replaced him in his mother's affections.
1: So early on, I was a little confused because the movie uses, uh, the movie mixes in these flashbacks, to like Josh Brolin's past. I think only Josh Brolin's past. Only Josh Brolin's but past. But then it also it uses very similar methods to uh, to show this kid having fantasies of this girl. Yeah. And it's a kind of strange choice for the movie to use the same style for both its fantasies and its flashbacks. Well what is memory? Well they've got But a
2: fantasy. <laughs> we tell ourselves was real.
1: No. I mean, I, I mean some of it's
2: you know, it's corroborated by multiple people. <laughs> I mean as, as some would say that fact and history have a way of merging into fiction and delusion. I believe it was
0: Herodotus who said. No, keep going. Uh, that there
2: were big ants in the desert that collected gold and had fur on them. Turned out that wasn't true. That's
0: amazing. <laughs> true story. Why would you leave that part? <laughs> That's what he said, though. Why would you stop before we were getting <laughs> to we, that? Did people ride on the ants? Or were they No, no. Like, like, I, like, is this not, like not that big?
2: Economy? No, no, they're like the size of like a dog. <laughs> Okay. Was this, like, from nuclear testing? like in Yeah, it was from ancient Greek <laughs> nuclear
1: testing. <laughs> okay. Was that both the male and the female ants? Or were the females different, like, in China, China Mieville's Perdido Street Station? Um, I don't remember.
2: <laughs> I, I think, considering these animals never existed, uh, sure. in-depth studies were never done. But anyway, it is strange that the... I guess it's a way of showing interior monologue visually. But, okay. frankly, his... the The kid's kind of sex
0: flash fantasy was really the only part of the movie I liked because it... All right, be fair. We saw a few fleeting glimpses of some comic book covers from 1987 and an old Cracked magazine. (laughs) That's
2: true. The parts we liked were he goes and looks at a spinner rack of old comics and we're like, oh, we read those. Although they were all DC books, which is not my wheelhouse. But then there's a part where it just pans across his room. Which is odd
1: because Clark (laughs) Craig's in the movie. Yeah,
2: it should be Marvel books, yeah. but maybe they didn't want to get into the whole new universe thing that was happening around then. You know, every you know every suddenly everyone's just thinking about the behind the scenes conflicts that were going on at Marvel it, it, under Phil Shooters leadership as sure. editor in chief. You know, it's a whole can of worms that back in the fifties, no, in the eighties. <laughs> oh, it's a whole can of worms that Labor Day just doesn't doesn't have the time to open up. Yeah, uh, so they had DC books, but like it pans across this room and you see just just the masthead. <laughs> of a, an issue of Cracked.
0: You don't even see the full and cover. All three of us are like, oh, crack. <laughs> Cracked!
2: Cracked <magazine. laughs> What's all of us are up to? We talked about Cracked magazine for about six minutes. But, like, <laughs> his fantasy scene, at least, shows some, there's, like, some interesting style and technique there and, like, a little bit of visual trickery. It Does it really get across what it is like for a young boy to fantasize
0: about sex? Not really, but... I mean, that would be... A, you would have to have X rating for the... Really get into this
2: necessarily because a boy his age doesn't really know exactly how sex works. That's true. He's just interested in in he's interested in it. Wants to do it, but doesn't know what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that age, probably just just, just some breasts would do it. But me. like,
2: there's a shot of he of an image that he saw earlier, which is the golden breasts. Just just, just random breasts. your run of the mill breasts. <laughs> breasts. Not even special. Not even particularly good ones. Just open a door, yeah, there's was, some breasts
1: behind was it. Was heavy metal out at that point? Uh, I yeah, think so. He's yeah. probably
2: one of his fans. But uh, there's a—he saw the girl in front of him in class. You could see through the back of her shirt, just the back of her bra strap. And like, I remember as a kid, that was really exciting to see to like catch a glimpse of just the strap of a girl's bra. So like, that felt real to me in a way that the rest of the movie did not feel real at all. You know? Yeah. But what are you gonna do? It's still not as good as the scene in the Ballad of Cable Hogue where. He sees the girl's cleavage and it just keeps <laughs> flashing in his mind. But uh, anyway, so uh, they want to leave, but uh, he starts worrying. I guess that that they're gonna forget about him when they go to Canada together. And at the same time,
1: those worries are almost immediately dissolved. <laughs>
2: yeah, and the mother, but the mother of the disabled kid comes by and runs into Frank and sees the strange man in the house. Henry leaves a note. At Clark Gregg's house, saying like I'm gonna go, but I'll be fine. So he gets suspicious, and one of these people.
0: Yeah, we don't know who. We to... don't know who. Calls... Wait, did you, did you did you mention the beak? Did we get into the beak? The beak, the beak. James oh, Van Vanderbeek.
2: James Van Der Beek shows up for one scene as a cop. Well, okay. no, like he's
0: also like a guy who may have gotten suspicious. We don't know. Okay, yeah.
2: So yeah, there's a yeah, super tense. Yeah. There's a number of suspects Sworing. who may have called the cops, but the important thing is the cops arrive, and uh Josh Brolin, because he's of course a saint doesn't want them to get in trouble for harboring a fugitive, so he ties them up, pretends he kidnapped them. He goes to jail. He gets 10 years for escaping, 15 years for kidnapping. And uh, we flash forward to the future. Uh, oh, I forgot there's a scene at a bank that I'll tell you about, too, that's really stupid. We flash forward to the future, and we find that the grown-up kid, Toby Maguire, is now a baker. Famous oh. for the pies he makes in the style the convict showed him. The convict so he's re- an
1: intellectual property thief. Yep.
2: Well, he didn't copyright that pie. He didn't say copyright escaped convict.
0: By the way, a thing that we joked about during the course of the movie, the idea that this kid would grow up to be a master baker, became true at the end as of the As opposed to the
2: master baiter he was as a kid.
0: <laughs> boom. You, boom.
2: Get, you got burned, yeah, kid, I mean, in the movie. You burned, her. that fictional kid. Yep, he got burned. He got roasted. <laughs> yeah. So anyway... Kid who looks like a young Alan Ruck. Yeah, he looks like he looks like the Rook to Alan Ruck someday, which is not terrible.
0: No, no good Rook. Mar- City actor.
2: Cameron and uh,
0: First Bueller was in a really good episode of Justified. Well, yeah, a lot of good yeah stuff. What that's does true.
2: he do? What does he do? He was the dentist, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what does he do now? I mean, he invented he the ruck- he invented the rucksack, so he's
0: rich. Oh, is okay. exactly. <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> acting is just a sideline? He does hobby. <laughs> <laughs> he invented a a, a, a lint roller. He calls the rock and rollers.
2: Sure, and of like course it. there's ruck rocks, which are <laughs> just rocks he found that he'll mail to you for like a hundred bucks.
1: The irony is he can't carry all of his riches in one of his patented rucksacks. Yeah, they're too small. They're too small.
2: Although legend tells of Alan Ruck's original rucksack that it in fact was a door to a pocket dimension and had no limits. Anything could be stored in it. And he used it on as many adventures to outwit death and various witches. <laughs>
0: He, well, the point is, he's lived an amazing
2: life. <laughs> Many are the myths and legends of Alan Ruck. From how he won the role of Cameron in a card game with with God, to how his years on Spin City uh, were spent while also being the king of the elves. Sure. <laughs> he was just a stand-in king of the elves for a little bit of time, until the elf prince came of age. That elf prince's name? Matthew Broderick. <laughs> yep.
1: He he followed his father Oberon to the
2: uh, his father
1: Oberon Ruck.
2: <laughs> oh broad ruck. Yeah, oh yeah, Matthew Ruck. Oh yeah, they're brothers. You didn't know that? Yeah, Alan Ruck is half elf. He's so tall. Broder he means know.
0: brother of
2: ruck. In the elfin tongue, Broderick yeah, means brother of Ruck.
0: Ill met by
2: moonlight ruck. Peas blossom. Meet ye, Ruck. <laughs> <laughs> Mustard seed. <laughs> just, oh, that there's that time, of course, when Alan Ruck's head was replaced with that of an ass. <laughs> yes, the tales I can sit for hours, spitting tales of Alan Ruck and his many quests, the many maidens he bedded, and villains he foiled, the gold he found, the bed linens he soiled. <laughs> The years he toiled, the seas that roiled, the girls he goiled, and of course, and of course, and of course, Agent Coulson, a hearty fellow and a battle mate of Alan Ruck, and side by side they fought. I guess like the Red Skull and and
0: the King of the Norms. Oh, Alan Ruck. I would love if this started an internet meme <laughs> on the level of the Czech Norris meme. Suddenly, <laughs> that Alan a Ruck episode. is that folk hero? He's, He's like a of- Munchausen yeah. figure. He's a
2: fairy tale hero. I heard it was Alan Ruck who killed the big bad wolf <laughs> sure. and freed Little Red Riding Ruck.
0: Uh, Tales of Alan Ruck riding that
1: cannonball. The reason why the moon hides its face most of the time is for the shame that Alan Ruck gave it when mm-hmm. betting the wife of the moon. Came. That's and that's why the castles and chests
2: are called Rucks. <laughs> <laughs> and why a mountain is made out of little Rucks. Yes. They say he. Be, they say he bore a child with a bear. Teddy Ruckspin. <laughs> And so a bear that could speak English as if as this man or woman roams the earth with his caterpillar friends. The caterpillar is not the child of Alan Ruck. And of course, who can forget Robin Hood's faithful sidekick, Friar Ruck? The name was corrupted over the years into Tuck, as of course was the basis of the book Ruck Everlasting. And, might I say, Ruck Norris, <laughs> father of Chuck Norris. <laughs> he's, he's so tangentially related <laughs> to the movie. In fact, in some counties in Ireland, they still say, Good Ruck to you. <laughs> 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 and to be surprised <laughs> to be surprised is still to have the ruck pulled out from under you. <laughs> For Alan Ruck allowed old men to stand on him when crossing muddy streams. <laughs> and yet he would roll aside, thrusting the old grandfathers into the mud, as to have a hearty chuckle. Oh, he was a charming rogue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
2: So what movie are we talking about? Labor Ruck? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. L-
0: we're talking about the legend of Rucules. We could
2: talk about Ruck till the cows came home. <laughs> ruck Tales, a woo-woo. <laughs> Might solve a mystery. <laughs> Maybe reruck history. history. <laughs> Rucules? <laughs> <Yep. laughs> the Twelve Labors of Rucules? Yeah. <laughs> Or is is that just (laughs) (laughs) Trucules? And of course, Ruck's truck. He drove around in.
0: Oh boy!
2: Who can forget when a young Robert (laughs) Crumb met him and was inspired to say, "Keep on rucking."
0: Words in the free world. Keep on rucking in
2: the free world, indeed.
0: (laughs) Sure. Uh, uh, So,
2: anyway, long story short. Josh Brolin goes to jail. He sees, <laughs> years later, he sees a magazine article, I guess, in like Pie Monthly about Toby Maguire's pies. Yeah, and he
0: literally says something like, That that's awesome. I like saw a on your pie. pie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, I know that pie. He writes in to Tobey Maguire, says, Can I see your mom sometime? I bet it belongs to a pie guy. <laughs> yeah, from Super Mario Brothers. A pie guy meets my eye. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, your pie struck my eye like a big pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, I want a more
0: <laughs> With your mom.
2: When an eel, something, something, So we got So we get some old age makeup at the
1: end,
0: yeah. right?
2: A tiny bit of old age makeup as Josh Brolin little, is little, reunited.
1: What, looks like Toby Maguire. <laughs> reunited with Kate Winslet. it feels so
2: good. As old people. And thus the story comes to its conclusion, eh? A la- yeah. And he, he literally says in his letter, You may remember I spent a Labor Day weekend with you once.
1: <laughs>
0: so we get to... Yeah. like the, like the kid is like... Oh yeah, I forgot that time a
2: convict <laughs> you know, came to my house. I wasn't sure which convict you were that came over and my mom fell in love with you. But you know what? It was you. Yeah, you, right. had a, you had a beard, right? That, that was, is that you? Taught me about pies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a, a young Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one idea that came up during the movie was a TV show called The Young Tommy Lee Jones Chronicles. <laughs> which would be him mostly, I guess, going to Harvard and then going yeah. to, becoming a young actor. Yeah. I mean, appearing big in big the executioner's and
1: song and the park is mine. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> um, and that cheerleading movie, right? Man, man of the man of the house, manimal, <laughs> house man, manimal of the house man. Had <laughs> the house money. Um, so that's Labor
2: Day. It's a. Yeah. It's and in a nutshell or a pie shell. I will <laughs> in a pie crust. I will say this: I give Jason Reitman credit for trying something different. Mm-hmm. I take away that credit for him. It's a. It's a movie that confuses slowness and quietness with seriousness and emotion. And yeah. it confuses characters <clears throat> looking at each other with characters
0: feeling. Well, that's. Uh, well, I mean, we. Are there you know, final judgments? so yet? many tales of Ruck that we oh, probably Oh, and yet there are so
2: more to behold. There, there, a thousand one are Rucky and nice. There's
1: a, there's a lot of shots in this movie that kind of remind me of shots from uh, the, the Tree of Man, uh, Man of Steel, okay. where it's like. These well, but that's bullshit. also. But that's the thing, it's all ripped off Terrence Malick, but it's the idea of like imparting seriousness on bullshit where it's like uh, Josh Brolin's teaching them to make a pie or some other kind of food and he'll like pick up a knife and then it'll slow-mo on the knife while he reaches around Mm -hmm. Kate Winslet sexually. Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. I guess yeah, it's like they're trying for a Terrence Malick feel so when Terrence Malick makes movies they're about kind of humanity's place in the universe and how people emotionally connect to each other, whereas this is just about, like, a prisoner who teaches a family how to make pies. Yeah, this guy yeah. with
1: a goatee is a bad guy. Or is he not a bad guy? Oh well, well, he shaved well. off his goatee, he's a good guy now.
2: Yeah, well, that's the thing is, I wish they had made him someone who really had a past he was ashamed of. Like, who had done something bad, was a bad man, and now... woman
1: to death is bad. That's <laughs> bad,
2: but it is, but it, they still... They made it so that it was an accident. He pushed her, but he didn't mean to do it. He's not responsible Everybody's for it. And
1: he's a cuckold, so everybody can identify with that. Exactly.
2: All of us have been cuckolded, except me. Or ruckled, <laughs> as it was originally called. Because Alan Ruck danced from bed to bed, they said. There were many. There was many a village where all the children born in one generation had the telltale <laughs> eyes of Alan Ruck. The, tales the of the <laughs> head. Uh, Now, that's... Uh, in fact, <laughs> they would... <were laughs> I was going to make a ruck you joke, but anyway, okay. the uh, but it's they this I would rather have seen a movie where no, mother th- where mother record where this man caught a glimpse of the life that he wished he had, but because of his own actions and he knows this, it he, it is closed off to him, and he thought for a moment he might have a family, but instead he's doomed himself. But instead, it was all people caught in circumstance, you know,
1: and re- and and basically a harlequin romance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I was... Like, I think we can... Kind Sexy of, pie-making we can kind of skip final judgments where we say whether it's a good bad movie, a bad, bad movie, or a movie we kind of liked. I think we all feel like it's a bad, bad movie. Um, it's not terrible, but what I would say about it is, like, I'm not sure why, as you say, they took a Harlequin romance and just decided, like, oh, let's throw a couple A-list actors at this. Because, like, this is just... I mean, like... The style and the content of it is so much just like sort of a bored fantasy of like a, a, a kind of a dangerous man comes into this woman's life and but really fulfills all of her needs, both sexual and chores wise. And chores <laughs> around
1: the house. Well, that's the thing, like even before he shows up, they, they kind of introduce the characters in the house. And the whole time we're like, Oh, that needs fixing. Oh, he's going to fix that <laughs> guess later. guess they'll
2: take care of that one. There's also yeah. a bunch of very ham-handed attempts at suspense such as when Kate Winslet and her son go to take all their money out of the bank and everyone at the bank immediately suspects them of something but they don't know what yeah. until the son breaks the the tension by making a joke of their actual plan to run for the border like criminals because earlier Retire Josh... Well. Early, <laughs> to live Moss. Earlier Josh Brolin told, the, told him that it's easier to mislead people with the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like the characters have to fake that they're really nervous and the, and the bank teller has to fake that she's really weirded out by what's happening and it's it's the suspense is very And curious. we're also
1: in a town where everybody is super interested in everybody else. It's a small town. Like as soon as they're like, hey, shouldn't you be starting school tomorrow? Shouldn't you be starting school in two weeks? Yeah. yeah. have appointment on the first day of school? That's insane. <laughs>
0: um, Your teeth need to learn. Let's just uh, move so along. So bad, bad. Final judgments. Now with, what do we do now, Dan? Move along into letters. Letters from Listeners, devoted listeners to the podcast. Listeners <laughs> of the
1: podcast. Right in.
2: Listeners of the podcast, devoted send them some letters. Listeners. Devoted listeners, not any of you Fairweather fans. Just kidding. Send us some letters to... Send us those letters. Men and women, boys and girls, all over the world. Okay. Send us your letters, but first, take those letters and put them into words. that arrange the words into sentences. Don't forget to sign your letter. With your name... Or someone else's. If you're trying to frame them, frame them with the name. Name them with the frame. There's a lot of things that have been covered in this song. Then we'll frame your letter. Okay. Yeah, we Thanks. frame every letter
0: we get. Nice guys. Uh, we use
2: e-frames, the digital frames that you put on emails. Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> this this podcast sponsored by e-frames, the company that doesn't exist, I think. <laughs> with a product that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so this first letter. Allows uh, you to
1: frame somebody electronically. Yeah.
0: Stands for Elliot Frames. Like this. Hello, Flophouse. I'm only 12 years old, but I listen to your podcast. That is not appropriate. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> no. I am only
2: Mom! Tw- Mom! <laughs> Mom, <laughs> what's a tarp foursome?
0: <laughs> I am only 12, so I don't have a remark about a reference in some episode. Wow, he's really leaning on this the fact that he's 12. But well, well, yeah, he 12. 12. <laughs>
2: Thanks for writing in, though.
0: My favorite flopper is Stuart. Hey, you're the future. <laughs> but, <laughs> because he's a totally <laughs> rad dude. But Elliot and Dan have a tie for a second. Oh, thanks. <laughs> your, your podcast is excellent, and I will keep on listening. Thank I will you. Keep you. on flopping from Connor, last name with L. Thanks, thanks Connor. Much. That was very nice. Yeah, I do think that maybe your parents should keep a closer eye on what you're listening. <laughs> on what you listen to? But, uh, Either
2: your parents... Listen you with know, cool. your no parents. Idea go
0: no, it's fine. Hide under the covers. Listen to a really you know cool what? podcast. <laughs> I watched. It's so, keeping them off the streets. You know, I watched so many <laughs> R-rated movies as a kid as uh, I I a result incredibly of my, hard to believe my, <laughs> my parents' laissez-faire <laughs> style of parenting. And look, I turned out okay.
2: Yeah, mostly. I mean, sure. you're kind of a pervisoid, but otherwise, yeah. no. I, you're I'm the
0: number one <laughs> <laughs> If you're going to do your something, your parents are very proud. Full out. Your mom is always like.
2: Did you hear about my son, the number one pervasoid? Yeah, we my, saw the my my mom is Jewish. Back your car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your mom is now Jewish too. Yeah, the student says, My son is a pervasoid, is an honors pervasoid.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, my other car is a son. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it's, but, it's uh, I, yeah, but when I was 12, I was listening and watching too and reading so
0: many things that were not appropriate. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, you know, I next his car up, was a chariot. Uh, this next letter. During the After Earth discussion, you lamented that there were no quality butt-centric science fiction narratives
1: outside of the porn parody (laughs) sub Did we do that?
0: I guess we did. Uh, Well, I'm here to tell you... (laughs) This is
1: a dumb podcast. Was it because of all the
0: butt shots of the little kid? Oh, no.
2: Uh, I don't know. It's
0: possible. Well, I'm here to tell you that you are wrong. Robert Robert Heinzlin's The Butt is a Harsh Mistress. (laughs) (laughs) Hindloin's
2: Robert Hindloin's Stranger to Strange Butt. Uh, When I was a young man... Isaac Asimov's (laughs) Foundation and Butt.
0: Ray (laughs) Buttbury. Um,
2: anyway. Arthur C. Cracks, <laughs> 2001 A butt Odyssey. The, the three
1: laws of robotics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One, a butt cannot harm a human, or through an action, allow a human to come to harm. Two, a butt must do whatever a human tells it, unless it conflicts with the first rule. And three, a butt must save, it must preserve its own life,
0: unless it conflicts with the first three, two a laws. A but must be sexy. <laughs> Uh, no, he says. When I was a young man, in the midst, I believed in silly things. <laughs> in the midst of middle school mm. summer reading, shopping, I happened upon a book that would change my life forever. Robotics. The title of this historic tome, you ask? Why it's the day my butt went psycho. Oh,
2: I know that book. The yeah, whimsical
0: it. tale of a young man whose posterior has run amok. <laughs> having detached itself from our hero, the titular rump has brought it upon itself. Titular, <laughs> leading the revolt of the world's butts. But this is barely scratching the surface. As the foreword of the book puts it, this book is full of disobedient butts, runaway butts, psycho butts, kamikaze butts, exploding butts, cluster butts, nuclear butts, giant unwiped butts, butt rallies, butt catchers, butt fighters, butt hunters, butt guns, and explosive butt canoes. I fail to see
2: how this is speculative fiction that <laughs> either predicts where technology is going or comments on our
0: social relationships through the metaphor of a future or other world. Well, as a young preteen, this was the funniest piece of literature I had ever read. And even now as an adult, with a preteen sense of humor, I still find a good chuckle from it now and again. I highly recommend a read, if only out of curiosity. Thanks for the laughs, and keep up the good work. Yours in floppage, Nick, the last name withheld. Thanks,
2: Nick. Thanks, I, Nick. Again, I don't know if it really fits in the SF genre.
0: No, but I, you know, I appreciate you keeping me up to date on the latest or the oldest in butt news. <laughs> sure, so, old butts are cool too, right? I guess. <laughs> me, as long as they're tone.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: well, we're getting into a weird edit. Yeah, area. like
2: Jack LaLanne's butt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, man. Ba va, va, boom. Uh, so this next letter. My darling peaches. As I made my way through the Is this a house Civil War letter? Thanks, <laughs> <to laughs> Mrs. Dalloway. I was delighted by an offhand comment Elliot made in the Happiest Millionaire episode. He mentioned another 1960s live-action Disney film, The Ugly Dawson, and instructed the floppers to write in if we had seen this classic. I am answering that clarion call <laughs> thing. Hell Finally. yes, I've seen it. The premise is a hilarious mix of up which involves the nagging shrew of a wife bringing her dachshund to the vet to have a litter of puppies. The vet is a kindly old dude who takes pity on the oafish put-upon husband by sneaking a Great Dane <coughs> puppy into the litter so that the man uh. will be stuck with a terrible wife and a house full of ankle biters who will have a proper dog of his very own. I'm going to take issue with the terms hilarious and "doomed" <laughs> used in this <laughs> At no point does the wife say, Wow, well, look, there's a Great Dane in this litter of dachshunds. Everyone just accepts that this giant dog named Brutus I is a dachshund. have
2: a marmaduke. <laughs> uh,
0: the ugly dachshund has it all. Multiple scenes of canine antics in which the mischievous dachshunds make a huge mess and pit it on poor sweet Brutus. 1960s Disney casual Asian racism. A big dog show finale. Actually, I think that's it. But what else do you need? I mean, there's a scene where an Asian caterer uh, mistakes Brutus the Great Dane for a lion, Runs around a party screaming... Ryan, Ryan, and in their terrified state, destroys a pagoda. This was my favorite movie a as a picoda? child. A oh, pagoda? I mean, a pagoda.
2: A pagoda. A <laughs> yeah, pagoda. A pagoda. The Japanese sitcom Destroyed. star, Abe pagoda.
0: Yeah. Dan, at this point. I, I don't even like a veal piccata. Dan, at this point, I would like to give you an appreciative shout out for being so steadfast amid all the chaos, chaos of your chaos? adorable chaos. co hosts. I can only chaos assume. Chaos is what
2: <laughs> the Orthodox Jews uh, grow. Sidegirls so uh, okay. and chaos. I can only assume Elliot Dr. and Stewart Chaos from
0: the Planet of the Apes movies. I can only assume Elliot and Stewart have interrupted it? you several times by now. Well,
2: we wouldn't if, his, if he didn't if he said words properly. I would
0: talk so quickly because I'm trying to keep from being
2: interrupted. Uh, it's, a, it's a violent cycle. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. And by now, you have handled it graciously, truly making you the Brutus the Great Dane to Elliot and Stewart's pack of devious dachshunds y'all the best Tessa Lastman with hell thanks Thanks for writing in Tessa that's uh, again I mean it's not as advertised as my uh, interest in butts but I'm also interested in Dachshund news really not really
2: really. (laughs) uh, because I've only ever heard you talk about butts
1: (laughs) I've never heard you talk about Dachshunds when it
0: comes to stupid Disney live action films of the 60s definitely oh sure okay uh, I okay, love that. Okay, so
1: send in that news. Yeah. be <laughs> So if you have any... I mean, anything, anything about the news nine lives
0: about... of Thomasina? Anything about the, the million-dollar duck? Any, anything you got there. Um, but moving on. The computer wore dog shoes. <laughs> pardon me. Um, yeah, I will not. The next letter. You're, you're going to the chair. <laughs> you will not receive a pardon. <laughs> it seems inevitable that a Black Friday-centered movie will make it in the near future.
2: Well, the movie Friday... Well, <laughs> no, no, okay. Oh. Uh,
0: the holiday Black Friday will be made in the near future. My question, holiday? yeah, yeah there's a
1: Gary Marshall movie Black
0: Friday about <laughs> people shopping. Oh, oh, I thought it was like. Uh, never mind, I misunderstood. This uh, writer's question is: What will happen first—a Black Friday horror film in the style of The Purge, or a wacky Black Friday holiday movie, Christmas, with a crank style—which comes first, and how do you cast it? Thanks, dudes, and keep on flopping in the free world into 2014 and beyond. <laughs> this is old. Dash last name withheld. Former contest winner. Dash. I remember Dash.
2: Yeah. Nice yeah. to hear from you again.
1: So I- if it's a hor- if it's like a futuristic sci-fi horror movie, clearly it's like The Running Man. Yeah, yeah. With cool characters like Buzzsaw, Fireball, Dynamo, Buzzball, you know, Firemo, <laughs> uh,
2: and of course Ruckus. Rucking fireball, <laughs> forever winner shoots a lot. The rucking Black man. Friday. That's why it's Dabby. called the rucking man because he was their only winner ever. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it would be a comedy because you have all these different sure. storylines and they're all going to the same story to get the same item. Well, I mean,
0: the movie is clearly going to be sponsored by Walmart. Some kind of up yeah. top.
2: Some kind of an. It's going to be style.
0: an internship situation, like where the Google's behind it. Yeah,
2: unless it's like a found footage horror movie about people being stampeded to death. As other people try to get ten dollars DVD players,
0: mm-hmm. I mean
2: ten dollars to watch a DVD. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> it's a good deal. It's
0: a good deal. I mean, even I mean that's a digital versatile disc. <laughs> it's so versatile. <laughs> it's so can, digital. You can use it as a frisbee. You can put your file on it. Yeah. It's very versatile. Can Finally, I can
1: or... answer the question as what uh, are the chapter titles for Point Break? <laughs> Finally. Uh, so but I who
2: would you cast in it? your regulars your Hector Alessandro mm-hmm. your Ashton Kutchme
1: <laughs> your uh, you're ben, Grimsby. Yeah. ben Grimsby yeah. Be the Walmart Jennifer Engine. Garminers
2: and of course Owl Magical in a small role mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who else? Is CG your, for him <laughs> 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 your, your
1: you're Whoopsie Jessica Alberts Your are Shirlene Your you're Tall winston like <laughs> Yeah, of course Meet Your
2: Susan
0: Barry. Saran raps <laughs> Speaking of Fracked Magazine <laughs> uh, Your Hanky
2: Berries yeah, And of course <laughs> Your Alan Rucks
0: uh, We have a really, a really short last letter before we move These on to our scary final ones <laughs> Uh, Hey guys, I ate mushrooms one weekend for the first time, and somehow ended up listening to your show for the first time time, (laughs) as well. Inappropriate. A long, slow, weird story short, I ended up listening to like half of your catalog that night, but the reason I'm emailing is because it didn't stop there. For the next two weeks, every movie I watched was narrated by the (laughs) flophouse. It was awesome. I don't only feel like I know you guys, but that there's a psychedelic bond. Especially with Elliot, you, dude, you rock. Travis' last name with Hill. Thanks, Travis. It's really nice. The least likely one of us to do mushrooms is the one that I has. already
2: do not trust my perception of reality. I am not going to make it any sure. weirder. Yeah, the, no- the number of times I think there's a thing behind me, only to turn around and find there's nothing there. You're, I don't want to make that more.
0: You're saying that you always feel like somebody's watching you.
2: Yeah, exactly. Or like I'm, uh, I'm like the hero of the Iron Maiden song "Fear of the Dark."
0: Um, but. Uh, you know, if anyone else is That's any, a,
2: he's a hero, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the good guy. He conquers over the dark.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's the white hat. <laughs> I feel like if anyone else has any Flophouse-related uh, drug hallucinations, I would love to hear it. Sure, yeah. Um, but now... Other oh, than us. We need to move on to the final segment, where we recommend... Final, final segment. Last <laughs> of the night. This segment is final. Finish him. <laughs> Flawless victory. Oh, Babality. Wow,
1: he wow, did it right away. Friendship. <laughs> so,
0: these are bits that we, we haven't heard, heard in a while. while. Yeah. Radar
2: um, is playing at Raral. Tosca. Uh oh. So in the U S A, etc. So anyway, is
0: this the last episode? I don't know. It could be. If we're all hit by a bus tomorrow. So movies that we want to recommend that we enjoyed. I'll kick it off. This is
1: when we recommend movies we didn't dislike.
0: Yeah. Um, or to put it another way,
1: movies we liked.
0: Okay. When I was... Uh, Young, life was so wonderful. When I was on vacation, uh, one, uh, I flew on the plane during that vacation. No, 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 guess interested. what he
2: watched on the plane, movies. No, no,
0: no. <laughs> when I was in a hotel in London, I turned on the television.
2: <laughs> they call it Telly there.
0: <laughs> and after Telly Savalas, the inventor of the television. What did my un- wondering eyes did appear, but uh, the crazies remake. Oh. Um, and I oh, want to recommend... Josh, no. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant presented, but <laughs> Timothy's elephant. <laughs> I want to recommend actually both versions of the crazies. Both versions of the crazies. I think that the first That's crazy. <laughs> the first version of the Crazies now Which if, stars my friend Natalie's dad. Really? Yeah. Um if you don't know The Crazies, it's basically George Romero uh remaking his zombie movie, but it's a movie about uh like a an evil like a military uh agent, like an Agent Orange style Like an Agent Coulson. That uh, is improperly disposed in this small town. Like like Return of the Living Dead. And guess what people go? They go crazy. Yeah. And they start killing each other. And it's an interesting movie in a couple ways. I feel like uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original, um, there's a lot of talk about, George Romero talks about how he didn't really intend necessarily for it to be making... A big societal point. point. Yeah. Yeah. It was just the fact that there was colorblind casting of the main role that it took on this extra element. But the crazies... He intended to just be the follow-up to his hit film, Romero and Juliet. Right. Well, the crazies (laughs) seems to be much more explicit uh, taking on of the Vietnam War through a horror movie. So it's interesting in that it's Romero uh, reacting to his previous film in that way. But it also, I was thinking about it, like... The Crazies was Romero... like Romero started the whole modern zombie film. Mm-hmm. Like he birthed that, but he also with the From Crazies, head, like Zeus, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he anticipated where the zombie film eventually would go with this idea Crazy. of like um, zombies as something that's created by like this this uh, this virulent agent, this like some sort of disease, some umbrella war. Yeah, I mean like. He basically invented the revisionist zombie movie himself later on, which is kind of an interesting thing to think about. Um, and it's not as good as Night of the Women Dead, but it's a lot of fun if you like uh, a George Romero horror movie. And the remake is a surprisingly good modern horror movie.
2: Uh, but it March, does not March, have my friend Natalie's dad. It, it, it does not.
0: does not have Will McMillan in it. But it does love, I have Josh Duhamel. Right? No, it's got Timothy Oliphant. A Timothy the Elephant.
1: Rich, the, the rich. <laughs> He's like the crazy version of Josh Duhamel. He's yeah. the rich man's
0: version of
1: Josh Duhamel. Which is ironic, because Josh Duhamel played a character named Danny
0: McCoy. <laughs> I don't think um, that's ironic. I don't, think I don't understand the irony <laughs> On a
1: popular TBS uh, rerun show,
0: Las Vegas. Anyway, the point is, I pretty much like <laughs> Timothy Olyphant in anything. Guy's yeah, a good actor. He is. He's handsome. He's very charming. I like him a lot. So, see, liking, well, liking like him is scary. justified. <laughs> uh, so those and are also, my Deadwood. <laughs> Both the old and the new versions. He's not <laughs> Deadwood.
2: I'll, I'll have to see the new one. I like the yeah. old one, but I haven't seen that one
0: uh, So, what do you guys got? Who wants to go? Stuart, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll you? go.
1: Uh, I'm going to recommend a movie I don't think you guys have recommended yet. Uh, and it's a movie that, by the time you're listening to this, will probably be out of theaters, which is too bad because it was really good. Uh, I'm going to recommend Edge of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. a movie that there's been a number of think pieces, yeah, There's so a lot of positive reviews, a on lot the of internet. stink pieces. Um, there's not a lot I can say other than Cracked <laughs> Magazine. If, if you haven't seen it yet, you should really give it a shot. It, the marketing campaign was not particularly great. Uh, it was particularly trailers, terrible. Yeah, I'm looking at a poster right now that says the tagline for Edge of Tomorrow is live on the edge. They did their it's like, best... are you selling Mountain Dew or... <laughs> <laughs> they did their some best... some kind of
2: pizza-flavored snack. <laughs> did their best for this ad campaign to make it appear as generic and oblivion-y as possible. As yeah. well as possible.
1: And I feel like at this point... And this not career, Phantasm for Oblivion. No, Tom Cruise is great. I would totally <laughs> go see that. That's part of the thing is that I feel like at this point, a lot of movies, uh, even though Tom Cruise is great in it, and he's great in a number of movies... A lot of times people don't want to see Tom Cruise because of Tom Cruise the person. Mm-hmm. But that
0: forgets the fact that he's a very yeah, talented movie star.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he uses his movie stardom in a way to kind of play... Uh, in this movie, um, he, he's, he's funny. He knows his persona on screen so well now, and he can use it as a tool to, yeah. to do mm-hmm. the performances in, a, in an interesting way. And yeah. Emily Blunt is amazing. She's amazing. So mm-hmm. totally, don't go see Lucy... Go see this. I mean, don't okay. go see Lucy. Don't go see Lucy. I mean, mean, Lucy
2: continues to pass on the myth that I, people only use ten percent of their brains. Just you use ten percent
1: of your, I don't know, money in your pocket. I kind of want to see Lucy though. Well, I mean, you can do that, but you've already seen it. Seen it. I've seen Lucy. So I get a hall pass for that. You get a hall pass. <laughs> you don't come back stinking of Lucy. <laughs> you better wash that shit off first. Lucy is basically just smear burritos on herself. So she I disguise. <laughs> That's a reference to the the, 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 the dirt the Molly Grubba story. Uh, yeah, story. Uh, yeah, story. Nice.
2: burritos. <laughs>
0: Okay. I love the idea like, so you, you that there, the there was nothing less extreme than fucking a burrito that was going to take the owner of another woman's <laughs> other like, women's pieces, pieces off yeah, of Bits and pieces. Because
2: what, is been women blown up? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> were, they, were,
2: they, were they having sex in
0: a battlefield? You know, I feel World like that was a little too gynecological <laughs> earlier in the podcast. So I'm not oh, it's too we're late. To the 12-year-old has hurt it all. Sure
2: yeah. I'd like to recommend two movies, but real quick. Whoa! One is a big budget movie that's in the theaters now. Uh, it's called Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and it is the second of the new Planet of the Apes movies, and I thought it was really great. If anything, I liked it a little bit more than the last Planet of the Apes movie, which I also thought was really good. So you'd
1: say, wake up to this dawn. The Planet of the
2: Apes. <laughs> I would, I would, I would say there's a scene where an ape on horseback wielding a machine gun jumps through a wall of fire and it was at that, p- that point I realized this is why movies were invented <laughs> that image justifies the entire history of film and all the billions upon billions of dollars that have been poured into this art form it's
1: like the image your mind created when watching 2001 and the <laughs> ape is standing in front of that obelisk right and holding the bone I mean that's a great some, image too someday that bone's going to be <laughs> I was like a this needs a machine
2: gun. gun a horse and some fucking fire <laughs> And the other movie I'd like to recommend... Yeah, we'll talk Kubrick. <laughs> is, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Steve Coogan's show I'm Alan Partridge and the Alan Partridge character But did you girl? watch the Alan Partridge? And I, I was a it. And I just recently watched, finally, the movie Alan Partridge Alpha Papa, which came out last year, I guess. Or um, I think in the it, US, early in the early in the US it's
0: just called Al- Alan Partridge. I think well, On
2: Netflix it's listed as Alan oh, really? Partridge Alpha Papa, which is the U- UK title. It's not a good title. But uh, I found it to be really funny and it's not the most amazing movie but like for considering it's the it's the only comedy that's new that I've seen in a while where I was like consistently laughing and a lot of that is just because Steve Buscemi is so funny in that character and he has a lot of great lines and uh, they don't go too big with the story like it's not Alan Partridge solving a murder mystery it's not him on a big adventure his bag doesn't get mixed up with a spy's bag and he's on the run like it's a pretty small scale uh, story but
0: done with a lot of humor and a little bit of heart. Well, and I, I read a review where they, you know, I think it m- might have been over at The Dissolve where they made a good point where they're just saying that it's an interesting movie too because they're putting a character who is resolutely self-interested in a position where he has to be like at least a little bit of a hero. So that makes for a good comedic but, uh, conflict. But he is... his still his, his self-interest
2: big. are constantly getting in the yeah. way of him doing anything heroic. He's still an asshole. Yeah. And hey... Who's that? Miles O'Brien from Star Trek, The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. Is he in it? Yes, he wait, is. Wait, is that Odo? No. No, Miles O'Brien's the character.
1: Um, Call me. Um, real quick, I'm going to jump in, and I want to make a second, second recommendation. well allowed, right? Unprecedented.
2: This is... <laughs> uh, there's nothing in the
1: rule book that okay. says he can't. Uh, well, wait, to wait like no, a here
2: it is. Real quick. Uh, <laughs> no, but we'll allow it. Later. Um... There's
1: nothing uh, in the rule that says a dog can't recommend a w- movie. <laughs> I want to recommend. Sure, are you a dog? I want to <laughs> recommend what I would consider to be a great bad movie, a movie that is the type of movie that I wish every time we sit down for one of these uh, flop house podcasts. Keep in your heart, yeah, your um, dream. Last weekend, I participated in a flop house Facebook group group watch where members of the group on the Facebook page watch a movie, and we watched Double Dragon, um, which is amazing. <laughs> Okay, so, if you haven't seen Double Dragon, it's on Netflix. Watch it; it is amazing. I Robert stopped, Patrick is insane.
2: I stopped by Stuart's apartment when he was finishing watching this. That's right; we hang out in real life. Jealous, and uh, it, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. So yeah. If you want to see, uh, if, if you haven't joined
1: our Facebook group, it's fine.
2: If you want to see some of the zaniest, unless codes you're a of fucking sex
1: ever... pot. Yeah, take well, that, Rayman. Wait, wait, wait. Else. If
2: you're a sex pot, feel free to join. That's so why I don't think ray Band
1: sponsors us is because they're too busy setting sex bots to infiltrate
0: <laughs> us from. Also, free. you know, hey, sex bots have feelings too. If you're not, if you're not nice, maybe not join. <laughs> 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 I feel like I feel like when it was smaller, like it was easier to keep out people who were maybe harassing people. Wow, has that been a problem lately? Uh, yeah, you know, the, the, as as the as the group grows larger, it grows more like the internet at large. I see. Well, if so you're so gonna it.
1: harass anybody, harass me
0: yeah as
1: Stuart I can, can, I can take, take it, it. it
2: as Kurt Vonnegut once said be nice on the Flophouse Facebook page <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but those, those are, your are Cat's Cradle right yeah yeah, yeah. and All the Silver Spoon Little bug Blue, blue, blue etc great when you're coming home Stuart I don't know when let's we'll
0: get together then Stuart. great recommendations Ugly Kid <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Uh but now we need <laughs> to <The> last Ugly <laughs> Kid song we, we need to sign off let's so wrap we can it up. gather around Elliot's feet and listen to more Tales of Rook. <laughs>
2: Oh, yes, children, gather ye round, gather ye round. For now the story of how Ruck deceived the Baba Yaga and won the rights to the chicken leg house and turned it into condos. (laughs) And won
0: the rights to the movie Boat Trip.
2: (laughs) Only to lose them in an arm wrestling match with a giant. Uh,
0: But before we... The moral of the story is, Ruck happens. We'll take that story off air. In the meantime, I've been Dan McCoy. <laughs> I've been Stewart. Well, in town,
2: and uh, and I will continue to be Elliot Kalen as long as I can help it.
0: Good night, everyone. What's drinking there, again? The what? The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. The uh, hamburgers, it's hamburgers, hamburgers all in a bag. <laughs> hamburgers, hamburgers. <laughs> Wait, that's your that's your vocal warm up. Yeah i gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Glorp mush, glorp mush, glorp mush, glug <laughs> glug. Is that your Mad Magazine? <laughs> this is
2: my this is my Tom is Martin been, yeah, vocal warm-ups. Spoing, spoing, spraprong, phone bone. There was, <laughs> kspoing,